The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Throughout history, dreamers have opened the door for positive change that reshapes the world. Our dreams and stories can also attract individual prosperity and success. Join creative artist Valerie June, Aisha Ophelia, Jacqueline Suskin, and Sarah Walco for The Power of Radical Imagination, a weekend workshop May 24th to 26th at Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Ignite your radical imagination and cultivate positive change. Learn more at eomega.org thrive. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Thanks for joining us. This is UnityOnlineRadio.org, the voice of an awakening world. Unlock the power of your dreams. Welcome to Ask Dr. Dream with Kelly Sullivan Walden. Welcome to the Ask Dr. Dream show where you uncover the truth of your dreams and reveal the beauty of who you are. I'm your host, Dr. Dream, Kelly Sullivan Walden. Grateful to be here with you on Unity Online Radio and Facebook Live and Zoom. We're just so multitasking right now. If you have a question about the topic today, which is secret psychic, I keep wanting to say secret Santa, but it's it's not exactly that. It's a little different secret psychic, psychic phenomenon, how to, how to explore that, how to how to in some way set boundaries, how to develop your psychic gifts and how to keep it under wraps if need be. The number to call is 816-251-3555, 816-251-3555. Also, we'll be taking your questions about dreams on the second half of the show as well, dreams or psychic phenomenon, whatever is up your sleeve, whatever's on your heart. And we have Nancy T co-hosting with me today. Hey, Nancy T. Hello. Can you hear all that crazy noise outside my window? Not even a drop. Oh, that's, that's why so it's good. a good microphone. <laughs> oh, I love a good hello microphone. to Blue Yeti. <laughs> yeah. Product placement. <laughs> ooh, ooh. Okay. Absolutely. And if you're watching us on Facebook Live, you'll get to see, even before I have officially introduced her, you'll see the beautiful Angela A. Wicks. And she is many things which I'll describe very much in detail in a moment. Actually, I'm just going to describe, I'm going to tell everybody about you now. I'm not going to wait and wait. <laughs> but okay, so here's a little bit about this amazing woman. Angela A. Wicks is the author of the new book, The Secret Psychic, Embrace the Magic of Subtle Intuition, Natural Spirit Communication, and Your Hidden, Your Hidden, I said it in a hidden way, Your Hidden <laughs> Spiritual Life, so you can learn to be stealth. Oh, that's one of my favorite words. Mm. <laughs> so you can learn to be stealth with your gifts when you need to be and how to grow them in the light of day with those who can truly support you. Angela Wicks is the acquiring editor for Body, Mind, Spirit titles at Llewellyn Worldwide. 
and she's a certified medical Reiki master and ordained minister of holistic healing. She's the author of Llewellyn's Little Book of Unicorns. I'm so excited about that. I can't wait to unpack that too. And she's contributed her writing to The Edge, Elephant Journal, and Llewellyn's Complete Book of Mindful Living. Angela has also professionally practiced massage therapy and energy medicine. And for more, go to her website right now, AngelaAnnWicks.com forward slash arts. If you want to just go directly to the stuff we'll be talking about, AngelaAnnWicks.com. So AngelaAnn.Wicks.com forward slash arts. Okay. So normally Angela, we do a little prayer. So I'm just going to kind of do a centering and then we'll, we'll come out and and play. So let me just invite everybody to take a moment to take a breath. Ah, And in spite of all the wonderful excitement that is around us, let's just take a little bit of a little reprieve, a little sip of silence. Let's just open ourselves up to the sunlight of the spirit as we release and let go of everything else, clearing the slate so that we can have a clear, clean moment. Boundaries around us, imagine that we've got some salt and some sage and we're in a wide open field of complete tranquility, complete peacefulness, and only that and who that you want can come in, will come in. So we open ourselves to those really beautiful, powerful, positive energies, those beloveds that we love so much and perhaps want to have some communion with. We also open up to the field of dreams, to our higher wisdom, to the 2.0, maybe 3.0, maybe 5.0 version of ourselves that is wanting to break free, break loose, and come in and be real and felt in our lives. So we dedicate this to the highest possibility that could be. So let's sit at the edge of our seats. Let's be fully present here to drink up every morsel of magic and to truly celebrate the secret and not so secret psychic aspect of ourselves. So with this, I'm just grateful and thankful for so much for your listening and for Unity Online Radio, for Nancy joining me and for Angela A. Wicks for being my wonderful guest. And for this, I say thank you. And so it is. Amen. A woman, our dreams, our Angela. <laughs> so Nancy normally reads our quick little luminous humanness thought for the day. So let's do that. And then we'll dive on into Angela. Oh, can't hear you, honey. Nancy, you've gone mute. Where'd you go? Come back, little Sheba. I think Sheba. I pressed it. There back. you are. Well, that's good because I was making all kinds of ruffly noises and trying to find my glasses. It was, I was a fiasco over here. Okay, so <laughs> let's go with February 9th. As they are lifted, you are lifted. Anyone's breakthrough is everyone's breakthrough. When you witness a coworker's success, a friend's financial windfall, a family member fall in love, or even a celebrity in the media living la vida loca, say to yourself, spot it, you got it. In other words, 
Consider those who appear more accomplished art in your life to be your North Star, pointing you toward what's possible for you in your unique expression. As you become more adept at celebrating other people's wins as if they were your own, you become an attractor beam for more good fortune in your life. And when you come into your own success, there will be no need to sabotage or downplay it. When you dedicate your good fortune to inspiring others as you've been inspired, you will light the way for others to live their dreams. And the affirmation is, I dedicate my windfalls of success to uplifting the world. Yeah, I got to tell you, this one really rings true for me because you know, when people will send me pictures on their vacations, they always go, oh, look how sunny it is. And they want to rub it in my face because I'm you know, <laughs> knee deep in snow. And I'm always thinking, I'm just glad it's warm somewhere. So, I mean, I enjoy their sunshine. <laughs> it doesn't make me jealous. And I think it goes with that. That's hilarious. I'm having such a <laughs> synchronicity about that. Oh my God. So, but I'm jealous because I want more time. Let's, I want to dive in. This book is amazing. Angela A. Wicks, The Secret Psychic. I love it. It's very grounded and it's, um, it kind of walks us in kind of by stair steps in a way, and it gets all the way to heaven, all the way to like everything psychic. So, I mean, this could be the the, the book on psychic phenomenon, how to develop your psychic gifts. But I love that you, that you really include your own journey with your sister. And um, so tell us a little bit about your relationship with your sister. I've got, I've got a four sisters, one that I'm really close to. Nancy's got four sisters. Anyway, we, there's, we've got sisters all I, around. And one of my biggest teachers is my sister, Shannon. So your connection with your sister, Amy is like, uh, you've got my heart. So tell us a little bit about that and how that kind of has opened you up psychically. Um, well, Amy, we, I mean, we were best friends as soon as basically I was born. <laughs> so we were super, super close when we were little. And, um, you know, it was, as we grew up, we paralleled each other's interests in psychic ability and spirituality but we didn't really know it we didn't verbalize it to each other directly but um there was one thing I can remember where <clears throat> we would tape um on a talk show occasionally they would bring in a psychic and we would always tape it because we were in school when that happened and we would watch that together but we would never like talk about it after the fact so I never knew if it was just like oh this is just like a fun entertainment type thing for her um or if it was like really in the heart where it was with me of like this is my life and I feel this and I want to learn more and it wasn't until I was in college and I started taking classes in energy work and eventually taking classes in psychic development um, and started opening up where she was like, oh my gosh, this is me too. And we just started having these really long heart-to-heart -heart chats with all of these interests. So it wasn't until we were in our 20s, but we were living together <laughs> all those years and we just never knew. Wow. Um, and then she she passed away 10 years ago. Um, so sorry. Thank you. Um, and immediately... It, it, as soon as I learned that she passed away, she was right there. I had a vision and, you know, initially when you're in grief and you want them so badly to still be there, 
I was resisting her connections because as much as I really, really wanted to connect with her, I also didn't want to accidentally or unintentionally be making it up in my grief. So I totally resisted, but there were moments when she would totally break through and it was like, no, hey, I am here and I want you to know this. And just over these past 10 years, there's been amazing stories that have come out from me and from my family and friends around me that I am so glad to have finally had the chance to share. Um, And I didn't know when I started writing this book that those stories were going to be a part of it. But when I was coming up with these examples and um, practices and insights from my own life, it was like, oh my gosh, that one story that I had written down that where she was a part of it, it just naturally became, she threads through the book the whole way through. And I could feel her helping me write this book too. I could feel her as you were talking about her. And I love, can you tell this story about your dad that when you were cleaning out her, her apartment and, and then it ties back into you, your, your aha. So can you share a little bit about that? Yeah. So she, her, the end of her life was very trauma filled. Um, she, when we ended up having to clean out her apartment, um, you know, it was, it was going to be, uh, the landlord was going to just throw everything out within a week. So we had to dive in and just clean everything out, but it was chaos. It was so overwhelming, um, because her life had been in chaos. And so we were just like blinders, just like, this is the task. This is what we're doing. And when I was going through all of her books, I would flip through them to make sure because most of them had like cards or pictures or, um, you know, different bookmarks and notes. And in one of them, her driver's license fell out. And I just remember looking at it and being like, she is so healthy and so glowing and so happy in this picture because it was her first driver's license. And it hurt to see that of just like, this was the beginning of her life. There was so much potential and that's not what she ended up getting. Um, and so I, d- I didn't know what to do with it. I was like, I feel like I need to throw this away. It just hurts to look at, but I can't. So I put it in my back pocket, totally forgot about it, kept cleaning things up. And then later that day, we went home <laughs> exhausted I sat down in the chair and my dad was like, well, we were going to go see family. And I was just like, I can't, I'm, I'm done. I can't do anything more. And he ended up leaving. But as soon as he left, he called me on his cell phone and he was like, um, do you believe in, in coincidences? And I was just like, uh, (laughs) I was like, well, it depends. I mean, I believe in synchronicity and signs and that it could be, um, you know, much bigger meaning to it. It just depends on what's what, like, what's going on. And he was like, I was praying this morning so hard in church, just hoping that I could get a sign that Amy is happy. And then he was like, but even that didn't feel right. And this to me was her communicating back to him. He's like, it didn't feel right. So I was trying to find the right word. And finally I said, show me that Amy is joyful. I want to know that she's joyful. And he, so he left the house 
saw this car parked right in front of the mailbox that he had never seen before. And it had a, a driver's license that said Amy Joy. A license plate? Yeah. That said Amy yeah, Joy. Yeah, a license plate, sorry. That said Amy Joy. And he's just like, can you go outside and take a picture? Because he was gone by then. He's just like, I saw it and it hit me. And then he's just like, Amy Joy, Amy Joy. I'm just like, oh my gosh, Amy Joy. And I, so I went out and took a picture of it for him. It took 20 pictures probably. <laughs> went back in the house. Um, I went to go back, sit back down and saw her driver's license sitting in the chair. Like this glowing picture of her. She's so happy. And just like, I said to my, my other sister, I was like, did you put this here? She was like, no. And then I remembered I had put it in my back pocket, you know, thinking like, I don't know what I'm going to do with this, but just like those two things together, especially <laughs> were just like, hello, <laughs> I found that happiness. I'm healthy. I'm joyful. And it was just this amazing interweaving of all of these, like my dad's experience and mine coming together. I love this story. I love that there, that it starts with the resistance, like and then not wanting to make it up just so just yeah. grounds it even more. And, and in the book you say that, um, and this happens all the time where somebody has a visitation from somebody on the other side and then the other people get a little jealous, like, yay, I'm happy yes. for you, but you know, where's mine. And that's so you, what I felt when my dad said, I saw, I saw this and I was just like, oh my God, that's amazing. But dang. <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy for you, but where's mine. And then me? <laughs> And then you walk in and see your driver's license sitting right yeah, there. Yeah. Oh my God. It's incredible. Um, Nancy, Nancy's mom, as most people who are listening or watching know, um, just passed a couple weeks ago, really. And Nancy, you've been fight you've been having some interesting quarters lately. Do you want to say something to share it with Angela just to kind of yeah, relate here? I- well, I used to call my mom, mommy Warbucks, because it was just like in every instance, you know, like when you think about like what she wanted in her bank account, she like for her checking account, most people have a certain number. My mom's was like three times that number. And, and if she had a kitty in her house, it was like three times what a kitty should be. And I just used to call her mommy Warbucks. So since she passed, I've been finding quarters and it just is so like, instead of pennies from heaven, that would be her, you know, she's like, let's just help the auntie. <laughs> but I had a vision and I couldn't tell if it was a vision or a dream or what, but I saw my mom laughing and dancing which is what she wanted to always do. And always she was doing before when she was still more healthy and it made me feel like, oh, she's good. And I, it's all I wanted to know was that she's good. Yeah. Um, so that's such a comfort, you know, to have any sort of communication if you can. I, I, yeah. I tell her now, I'm like, I'd like some more, please. Some more, it doesn't have to be quarters. <laughs> But yeah, well, then we had Denise who's, who's on the line listening right now, who calls into the show regularly and in her, and this was two weeks ago, right after Nancy's mom died. And she said, she's walking down the street in her dream, finding quarters and collecting them. And it added up to like $4 and 50 cents or something. And it's like, wait, who that's, I've never heard that dream before. <laughs> yeah. Ever. What's going on with quarters. Yeah. So Denise is also psychically connected. It's, 
kind of a phenomenon. So, so Angela, like Nancy just said, sometimes you don't know if it's a, if it's a feeling, if it's a, like, if it's, if you're, how do you know if it's something that you're making up? Cause a lot mm-hmm. of people are cynical when they have like, you know, they're, they're wanting maybe another confirmation or another one. How do you, how do you determine whether it's real or imagined or wishful thinking? Um, part of it would be, um, like you're saying, asking for additional confirmation, mm-hmm. like you can just be like, okay, I got this, but you know, my logical brain doesn't totally believe. Can you give me something else in addition to this? Um, and sometimes it's just that shock of like, oh, right. that just happened. And that's a cue that, okay, that was a real thing. <laughs> and it mm-hmm. wasn't just you making it up. Also, if you aren't trying to in, analyze and interpret, if it just suddenly comes upon you, like, oh my gosh, this is this happened and this is what it means, that's also an indicator because it's like your brain wasn't trying to figure things out. It's just that awareness came to you. Right. So do you do this now that you've written this book and, and maybe before, do you actually do readings for people? Are you open if people have like questions for that kind of thing, or you more of a wanting to teach people how to tap into this, these gifts themselves? I am currently more about the teaching other people to do it themselves. I feel like that's kind of where my heart has always been at. Um, Mm -hmm. because I really believe that anyone can do this. And I feel like spirit wants everyone to do this. And there are already readers out there who, if you need that second yes. external confirmation, like there are people that are already available um, mm-hmm. who are very skilled and um, can provide that. Um, mm-hmm. And I feel like my calling is to get people to do things themselves. That's <laughs> wonderful. Well, there's, there's a section in your book. So there's so many wonderful stories and there's practices. It's very left brain, right brain, like uh, as above, so below, like it, there, it's very much of a bridging kind of a book. And, and I love the section where you bring in um, answers from the secret mentors and in part two on page 180, where you have questions that you ask a number of some of the most famous psychics on the planet at this time, and maybe some that are off planet. And because you happen to have this wonderful job at Llewellyn, which I love, and my book Luminous Humanist is distributed through you guys. So yay. And a couple of my Oracle decks. So thank you. Um, But (laughs) you, you brought a lot of them in sort of like a round table of psychics. So what, Oh, thank you, Nancy. (laughs) There's a visual aspect (laughs) just for the visual. Oh my God. She's cute. But so Angela, what was that like to have this, to kind of create this virtual group of psychics around you and ask these questions? And what are some of the things that you, that popped out for you that you learned from this experience in part Um, two of your book? Well, when I conceived of this book idea initially, I had some level of confidence that I could do it, but I also felt like I need the backing of other people because I'm not professionally out there doing readings. And I felt like, you know, there's a piece of you that's kind of like, what do I know? Or like, why are people going to believe me? Even though this has been my life for so long and I professionally use these skills. I have been at Llewellyn for 11 years and this is a big piece of how I'm able to help writers write their books because I know about this side of things. Mm -hmm. Uh Um, But I really, really wanted that 
um, that insider's look of like, okay, these people are professionals. They are out there and they know what they're doing and what's their insight. So what I was most surprised by was when I would get their responses back, it was just like, oh my gosh, this is exactly how I started out. (laughs) (laughs) They had this experience and so did I. Oh my gosh, this person did this thing too. Or this is how they practice also. Or, you know, this was their starting point. This was their challenge. That is that just surprised me so much. Um, With like Cindy Dale and John Holland. It's like, I have looked up to so many of these people for so long. And um, for me, it, And I hope for readers, it levels the playing field of like, we are all the same and we all have these abilities. And even if you're right at the beginning, so is everyone else. Um, So Mm -hmm. I think it builds a lot of um, validation, a lot of personal empowerment and seeing the parallels that you're going through might also be how these very skilled professionals already experience. also experienced things so that was really really cool to see what I love about you being the conduit of this book and then also kind of bringing these people along I think so many people maybe way more people will be able to relate to you and your journey because most people don't hang their shingle they they just have these gifts and they don't necessarily name them or claim them or put them out there but yet that's part of their secret sauce for their success and their and what they know and what they do. So let's, what is the official meaning of like, what is it to be a secret psychic? What do you, why, and why did you pick that title? Um, I would say it, it mainly is about, you know, you have these intuitive skills. Um, they might be tripping you up in your daily life, like kind of sneaking in and surprising you. Like um, I've had instances where I've, I've heard people think, like an entire sentence before they speak it out loud and that's Mm. jarring you know when you're not anticipating (laughs) that kind of thing it's just like didn't you just realize that you thought that and I heard it and now you're saying it and like (laughs) that was really weird (laughs) so that's not something that you usually will verbalize to someone if you experience that um so it's the secret side of ourselves and I wanted to bridge that gap where people are feeling like they're living two different lives of this sacred, amazing, spiritual, subtle, energetic side of yourself. And then your public persona in this physical world and Mm -hmm. this life that you're leaving. Um, So I really wanted people to recognize that right away. So the secret psychic was kind of (laughs) like, that kind of tells you right off the bat what it's about. Is it? Yeah, Nancy, are you relating to the secret part of it since you kind of live in a place? Being in Ohio, it's interesting. As you've been talking, I was just Claire Wineland has come into mind. And I was thinking about sometimes I feel like when people pass when they're young, it has to do with the fact that they believe they're more valuable on the other side. And I felt like that with your sister. And I don't know if that just like there's something about like I could do a lot more over, um, you know, helping out from that angle. And I, and I just, I keep thinking of Claire. She just is coming through right now. So you know, it's so you funny. Know, right before, bridge and I was like, mm, right, Claire. right before the show, because I was reading Angela's book and Angela, there's a, there's a section in where you talk about all the Claire's, the Claire audience, yeah. Claire voyance, Claire. And I was like, Claire, 
Claire, Claire, Claire, Claire. So I literally was like vibing with our friend Claire oh. Wineland on the other yeah. side. If you don't know who she is, you got to check her out. She's, yeah. she calls, she was the bridge angel. So we're going to a bridge. quick break, right? Bridge. Hello. We're going to go to a quick break. And on the other side of the break, we're going to open up the phone lines for your questions and also open up the Facebook lines. If you want to chat on Facebook, my, um, the page that we're streaming live from is my, my page, Kelly Sullivan Walden dream. So write in your questions about being psychic and about dreams and about secrets, whatever it is. We'll see you in just a few moments on the other side here on the Ask Dr. Dream Show on Unity Online Radio. We'll be right back. Throughout history, dreamers have opened the door for positive change that reshapes the world. Our dreams and stories can also attract individual prosperity and success. Join creative artist Valerie June, Aisha Ophelia, Jacqueline Suskin, and Sarah Walco for The Power of Radical Imagination, a weekend workshop May 24th to 26th at Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Ignite your radical imagination and cultivate positive change. Learn more at eomega.org slash thrive. We're glad you found us. This is UnityOnlineRadio.org, the voice of an awakening world. dream interpretation, and a lot more. Welcome back to Ask Dr. Dream with Kelly Sullivan Walden. And we're back on the second half of the Ask Dr. Dream show. I'm Kelly Sullivan Walden, Dr. Dream, and I'm so excited. I'm here with my co-host, Nancy T. Yay. And with the amazing Angela A. Wicks, and her book is The Secret Psychic. If you're watching us on Facebook, you can actually see all of us. So go to um, facebook.com forward slash Kelly Sullivan Walden Dream so you can see us all and you can chat with us. Her book, Angela A. Wicks's book is, is The Secret Psychic. Embrace the magic of subtle intuition, natural spirit communication, and your hidden spiritual life. And we're talking about so much. We're going to take some of your questions. If you've got them, you can call 816-251-3555 to have your voice be heard. And we were just talking on the on the Facebook break um, a little bit about Angela's book called the, the Little Book of Unicorns. And she was saying, can you can you finish the sentence you were about to say about yeah. how, how this <laughs> yeah. book worked on you. I was just saying, you know, a big piece of the book is using unicorns as an archetype for how to mm. reconnect with your own joy um, and find your own inner magic. And for me, <clears throat> I kept telling my husband as I was writing it, that it really brought me back to life because up to that point I had experienced so much trauma with um, especially chronic illness Mm. and um I had lost myself in a big way and um it just it was really a profound experience writing it of just like I felt myself finding my happiness again and figuring out how to do that and really I bring the reader along in that journey and my hope is for the fact that they'll also be able to reconnect with those lost pieces of themselves and find their joy again. When I just thank you for sharing that. It's so funny. I was flirting with the idea of doing a unicorn Oracle deck. And while I was, because I've got like a mm-hmm. stack of things that I'm working on and it's like, yeah. but while I was in the midst of kind of sketching it out, 
the vibration was so high and so happy. And so like, talk about Amy joy, like, I'm like, Oh man, this, there, this is a really important archetype to bring in. It's not just kind of fun and fluffy and for little kids. It's really special. And Walter Berry, who was on the show last week, incubated a dream before coming on. And he had a dream about a unicorn and a monkey. And he realized he was the monkey. And he said, I was the unicorn, which I was very proud of. And then when I started this, this mini series within this show called searching for Satya, looking for using psychics to help find a missing person, which we did Mm -hmm. to start the show off, I asked for a dream. And one of the, one of the symbols that came in on that dream was a unicorn. So it was like, think there's going to be magic on this journey. And there was, so everyone check out the little book of unicorns as well. I'm just going to read this tiny little page here from the secret psychic page 186. It's where Angela does a Q and a with, with some of these wonderful psychics. And so here's just a few things. So she asks them all, what do you see are the key benefits of engaging with our intuitive and spiritual abilities. Melanie Barnum says, I feel the benefits are infinite, but some of the key benefits are when we tune in, we're accessing so much more of our natural abilities than when we don't. And we can take advantage of the guidance that using our six senses offers. We have increased layers of wisdom, not available to those who ignore their gifts. It makes us feel better and more connected to the, to life in general. We become more relaxed as we engage. We become more connected to those around us. We understand that we are all connected and we become more compassionate toward others. I'm just going to read one more. Cindy Dale says, I believe intuition is a way of connecting to the invisible or inaudible, the subtle realms that actually dictate much of what occurs in the physical realm. In other words, intuition is a vessel for comprehending what is occurring in the casual. Based on the insights we're able to gather, we can make decisions that can serve ourselves and others to the highest level of goodness. Oh, and there's so much more. There's Sherry Dillard, Grandmother Crow, John Holland, oh, and and Danielle McKinnon, Jody Livin, Shonda Parkinson, Troy Parkinson. There's just, you just have to get this book, The Secret Psychic. There's just so much. Angela's wisdom, as well as so many others' wisdom. All right. So we do have somebody from Facebook who, who wanted to chime in. Um, Chelsea Lee. She said, Oh, Chelsea. Hey, Chelsea. Okay. She said, Hey ladies, I've had very relatable lessons lately about keeping things secret. Also very synchronistic with all the sister talk. I told her she's got to call in. I want to hear these lessons. Don't you? (laughs) I want to know what what is, so does she mean she's been keeping things secret and she learned that she shouldn't or that she learned she should. I don't know, but (laughs) Chelsea, we need more info. Chelsea, you got to call in (laughs) 816-251-3555. It's a little cryptic. We need to know. I think, I think she's relating to the sister aspect and she's very tuned in. She's in my awakened dreamer, um, the way of the awakened dreamer on the shift now work course and she's what a dreamer this woman is powerful powerful um all right before i take some questions we need to say something about how this psychic work ties into dreams and you were talking about this when we were just on facebook but the people who are listening on unity need to hear at least a little bit of what you were just saying angela um for me the most amazing thing about dreams or the thing that I connect to the most is when you have visitation dreams and something that happened a lot after my sister passed away um, is that I would become lucid in dreams Mm. and which 
I've experienced, you know, in life occasionally, I think everyone does, but after she, the years after she passed, it happened so frequently that, um, it was like, okay, okay, that's really, really cool. And it would, I would always become lucid at the moment when she would give me a hug. And, um, so it was these amazing moments of like, oh my gosh, you're here and we're hugging and this is amazing. And I would become so overwhelmed then that I would wake up. So I would, ha- but I would have that moment of being lucid and knowing that I'm dreaming and knowing that she's there. And that was always really um, something that was so special. With these visitations that you have that are undeniable, does it help with the grief? Yeah, um, I think also it helps you confront it if you're willing to I mean you can stuff it back down but um Uh. in those moments where you're allowed to open up to it if you let yourself you can begin to process it even more right so they're opportunities really Mm, that's wonderful thank you okay so let's take some questions we've had Denise waiting for a while Denise you are on what's your question and or dream or whatever you got. Um, I have a, a quick statement and then a dream. Um, when my father passed, um, I was having such a hard time, and a guy on the job had lost his daughter as a youngster, like a teenager, she was in an a- accident. And he said, well, you know how you can remember your father, Denise, or, you know, get in touch with him, so to speak? I'm like, well, how? He said, well, I decided to, the song they played evidently at the funeral he says, anytime he wants to know if she's doing okay, the song would play. And I said, this man is crazy. That song just can't come on. Any... But now um, I decided to have a blinking light, some, some form of a blinking light as a sign. And a lot of times I'll ride down the street or I'll be somewhere and I will see a blinking light that a light shouldn't be blinking. Like my neighbors about a month or two ago, two doors down in the middle of the daylight, the light was blinking in his front yard. And that, to me, was my father. So I used to ask for it. Now I don't even have to ask for it no more. I see it without even asking for it. So I know it's him. I know it's him. Mm-hmm. At least in my mind, I know it's him. And like so I said, you... a lot of people... Go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. Um, I lost my chain of thought. Um, ah! I know it's you him. Were... I just know it's him because that was what I picked. I didn't pick a song. He said, pick something. I don't know why I came up with a blinking light. Another quick example is I walk a dog to this older man, and I think he's lonely. And one day he said to me, you know, after I walked the dog, why don't you come in for a minute? And right next door, the neighbor next door, light started blinking. You know what I told that man? I said, I can't come in because my father said I can't. He looked at me like, this girl is losing her mind. But that's my father was letting me know that he was there and he didn't think it was a good idea. That's what I thought anyway, because that light just started, and it was broad daylight again. How does the front porch light just start blinking? So I said, no, my father. Wow. And he looked at me like, your father? Where's your father at? Oh, he's dead. He was like, okay, <laughs> have a nice day. <laughs> he thought I was Denise, crazy, I, don't, I don't know if you heard us talking behind your back earlier about your quarter dream. I think you're pretty tapped in. <laughs> right. right, Nance? That was Absolutely. Absolutely. I love it. So Angela, Um, did you have anything to say to Denise about her blinking lights and about her dad? 
I I think that it's um, with signs like that. I think when you get their personality, that sense of the personality that comes through at the same yeah. time, yeah. <laughs> that's definitely a true confirmation. Oh, that's oh. great. Denise, thank you for sharing. It's always so good to hear you. Likewise. Thank you. All right. See you next week. All right. We've got Mahatma Jeeves, who I always love his questions and so thoughtful. And he's, he's, um, I, I, so welcome to the show, Mahatma. What's on your Thank you so much, Kelly. I'm really enjoying the show. Uh, when there was a little bit of talk about coincidences, it reminded me that they keep happening. I, I even put coincidences, you know, with parentheses around it or whatever when I use that word now because they seem to be happening more and more often to me, and I've never thought of myself as a psychic, in quotes, but um, maybe this has something to do with that. My question is, uh, here's an example. Uh, the other day I was listening to Joe Rogan. They had a geologist on who brought up a thing called the Carrington event that happened in the 1860s. And it's mm. when a solar flare caused just one example. You could look it up in Wikipedia if you want. Uh, C-A-R-R-I-N-G-T-O-N, named after the scientist who explained what happened. Uh, because they had magnetometers back then, and these magnetometers showed that there was a giant solar flare at that time. And it caused things like all the telegraph equipment to go down in the U.S., and mm. some telegraph operators were shocked, while others were able to transmit methods, messages without a battery or any power source due to the energization caused by the sun temporarily. And if it happened today, that would mean all of our electronic communications would cease. Uh, all the digital stuff, the television and everything would go out. And I happened to... Th- uh, notice he was saying these things come in cycles, and we're overdue for another Carrington event. And mm-hmm. so I put up three articles on Facebook under Mahatma Jeeves uh, showing that there, this could happen at any time, and it is going to happen at some time in the future. Nobody knows how powerful or when exactly. But then today, just a day later, uh, I, no- I noticed an article in the U.S. Sun and it said 40 of huh? Jeff Bezos' satellites are going to crash into the Earth because there was a geomagnetic storm triggered when the sun spews out charged particles that interact with the Earth's magnetic field. And what happened was this was so powerful that it thickened the atmosphere by double. It, it increased the heat in the atmosphere that caused the thickness of the atmosphere to double, and that meant that all these satellites are not going to be able to go up any higher into a higher orbit, and they're all going to crash. So I was thinking, what, what another coincidence. I should publish this article one day, and the next day, for, it happens on a small scale, a very small wow. scale. But I'm wondering, well, how often is a coincidence a coincidence, and how often should we be listening to them and saying, well, maybe this means I have some ability to tie things together. Oh, very good. Angela Wicks, Angela A. Wicks, yeah, author of um, Se- The Secret Psychic. What's your answer to Mahatma Jeeves' question? I have a section in the book that actually focuses on confirmations that you can pay attention to that go, can go along with, with coincidences and synchronicities to kind of cue on whether or not you're looking for signs in everything and it's just you're kind of overdoing it or if it's actually a true synchronicity. Um, so some of the things that you can pay attention to are when the, when they happen, you just have that knowing, that strong knowing and um, uh-huh. you know it's very grounded and it feels very true to you, to your core. 
Another is that aha moment, that shock value. You might feel like physical tingling, like your hair raises on your arms and that uh -huh. kind of thing. Um, strong emotion can be a part of that confirmation too. Um, and that goes along with just that aha of just like, oh my gosh, just being so surprised. Um, and Nancy, you're, you're really tuned in. What's your confirmation? Like whether it's a wishful thinking or just a synchronicity or if it's something stronger, how do you- pattern recognition. Yeah. Yeah. For me, it's, it's just a total knowing where I have zero doubt. Mm -hmm. And then I'm like, yeah, that's uh -huh. just what that is. You know, I totally accept it. And I think if that weren't enough, I would have, it would come in a different form, but because I'm so okay with that, that if I totally like, yep, I'm hearing this, I know this is it, then I just accept it. So it works for me. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate bypasses that. logical thought. Right. Where, um, there was one instance where there were so many events within one day that I actually wasn't putting them together. But then the last one happened and I immediately started crying because it was like uh -huh. my emotions recognized before my thoughts even could catch up that like all of this had been a synchronistic message. And once I started crying, it was like, oh, my gosh, then the pieces started clicking into place of like all these synchronicities that had been playing out that day and that message that I finally was getting to my core. Sure. Wow. That's amazing. I Thank know, you so my, much. Thank you, Mahatma Jeeves. Great question. And, and you are definitely tapped in. And um, I want to just say, and I always refer to my friend Felix Wolf's book, The Art of Navigation and his journey with Carlos Castaneda and how he said that at some point when your vibration gets high enough, synchronicities just are the way of it. It's, it's rare when there isn't one. Mm -hmm. And that's, I think it's a telltale sign that we're kind of moving in the right direction. And, and maybe it's, it doesn't have to be so dramatic, but it's just like, okay, we're just aware. I mean, I know when they happen to me, it's kind of like, oh, let me look around yeah. and notice and pay attention and breathe. And it's just, it's an exit out of the mundane, ordinary senses and a sense and a sense of oh I where I'm in the right place at the right time yeah. with the right people doing the right thing and bring it on yeah. all right so we've got um let's take a quick question from Leilani and then we do have Chelsea that just called in oh my god good so good 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 yeah. I know all right Leilani love what you got for us hi honey? everyone hi my oh, brother Leilani's very psychic can you hear me yes, yes. Okay, my brother made his transition uh, January 26th. Long story short, uh, oh, wow. we my sister, my mother and I were in the room. They mm. snuck me in. The nurses were spectacular in Loveland, Colorado. Wow. And my life is synchronicity. I, if they're not happening, I'm saying, okay, show me the miracle today. And thank you, Angela, for all you've offered. I'm very intuitive. I know things. I, I often know things I probably shouldn't know about strangers and whatnot. And <laughs> I have a healing arts practice as well. My question for you, Angela and Kelly and Nancy. So I'm, I'm having very vivid dreams that are coming true. An example is I kind of have an acquaintance friend. I wouldn't say we're really close. And... She's a friend of a friend, and her, she was in my dream just sobbing on the floor, like cathartic, like snot running out, and I reached out, and she met a man, 
a year later they got married and she found out he was hiring escorts and cheating and on cocaine. And my guide <sighs> told me never to be around him. And I just said, okay, she has her past. And I'm just so curious about my dream state showing me these things that are coming true. Mm, okay. I'm going to Angela, please take it away. Yeah. Um, it sounds like for you, it's a part of your protection, which is mm. really kind of a neat thing that you have that ability for this self-protection to get insights in that way. Um, another reason why, at least for me, a big reason why it happens um, is a part of that empath connection. So where I've, I've had dreams where I'm intuiting things about other people just as a response to my connection, my strong energetic connection that I have with them. So I'm feeling mm -hmm. into their experience just because we're naturally connected. And mm -hmm. it's just a result of that connection. And a lot of times there isn't anything I need to actually do about it, except maybe mm -hmm. touch in with them, let them know I'm there for them, um, you know, mm -hmm. get together for tea and reconnect. Um, but especially for the dream example that you're giving, where your guides were just saying, hey, we just want to give you a heads up, be aware and be safe and maybe not connect with that person, but be there for, your, I think you said your friend. Yeah, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm totally resonating with what Angela just said. And I'm remembering some dreams of my own that are similar. And, and I have this sense that there's something um, about the observer effect. I think it's just to even have somebody's deep emotion witnessed on the level of the dream is, I think there's healing involved just in that, just simply in knowing, mm. wow, this, this being is really, really going through it. And I witnessed it. Um, I think a lot of us, our deep, deep pain is very private and most people mm. don't know us there. And so it's, it's a real honor that you got to see that and hold that for her, whether she actually knows it. And psychically, I think she probably does receive the benefit and does know, but that's beautiful. Thank you so much, Leilani. It's always so great to Thank you. you. All right, honey, have a beautiful rest of your day. Okay. So let's go to Chelsea Lee. Chelsea Lee. So you left us a message on Facebook and we, it was a little cryptic. So we want more information. <laughs> so we've got a few minutes. Thanks Let for calling. Rip. Yeah. Thanks Chelsea. Yeah. Um, so uh, that's kind of something that has come up with me lately. Um, kind of just this lesson or scene, if you want to call it that on um, I don't know. I guess I'm just an open person. I share things. I get excited. Um, just that energy exchange. So I don't, I just didn't have the thought at the time of um, sometimes maybe it's not um, best to share with some people. Um, the example, there's a couple examples, but the one that most comes to mind is um, I had held one of my women's empowerment events and I did a giveaway and um you know, invited someone for the giveaway. And we were all uh, at the dinner table talking about our passions. And um, she was sharing her passions with me. And I was telling her about this new phone idea that I had. And, um, you know, next thing you know, uh, people in my community are telling me that that, that girl 
is like basically gonna put on the event that I had told her about. So it was just like, oh, darn it. Mm. <laughs> like, you know, mm. sometimes um, sharing maybe, you know, until something is completed, uh, maybe it's best not to, you know, share uh, with the world, keep it your own. And there's a couple things like that that had come up. And I kind of, you know, as Walter Berry said, stuck in my craw um, until I heard something that Kelly had mentioned. Um, it just was kind of there. But um, I don't know if it was in class, Kelly, or on your show, but you had mentioned the quote of, uh, you know, if you're writing a book and someone else can write that same exact book, let them, um, you know, yes. write the book that only you can. And that really yes. resonated with me. Yeah, that's Sue Shapiro. She's the one that said that to me. Right. So I'd say that's true. Ooh, I get the chills when you're saying this, Chelsea. If mm-hmm. there's a workshop that somebody else could lead, let them. So what's the workshop that only you can lead? What's that what's that thing that only you can do and do get to the business of that? So this, even though that's painful moment knowing that this person took that, because that's also kind of a betrayal of confidence and it's just not cool. But Ultimately, maybe there's a blessing in disguise because it's going to have you dig deeper into the thing that can't be replicated because there's a unique way that you would do that thing anyway that would be different than her, but maybe it brings you even deeper into the narrow of your marrow. What's your perspective on this, Angela, about sharing, being like an open-hearted, open book kind of a person? Mm -hmm. How do you discern when, when to say something and when not to? Um, and this is actually something I talk about in the book, um, in terms of the secret psychic of when to know when to share and when not to share. And that aspect of, um, letting the flame, letting the spark grow into a full on flame, um, before you're revealing things, because when you're over revealing, just like what you were saying is that it can be squelching of that energy and smother what you had anticipated. Right. Discernment about, because some, some people can help to take that little idea and help to fuel the flame, but there's some people that will smash it. Nancy, you're good at discernment, um, like, and kind of knowing when to share and when not to share how, what's your advice to Chelsea on this? You know, I think, um, first of all, thanks for calling in. Yes, she she wrote in and then I said, please call. And she did. I appreciate you. (laughs) But um, I I think really what you're saying about like the discernment, it has to do with trust. And you can tell, you know, you get a set, you get a gut feeling when you can trust somebody where you can tell them something and they're going to support you and um, honor what you're saying and not try to steal it. And then there's, if you ever have like, even just an inkling of maybe I shouldn't, I just tend to listen to that. If there's even little, a part of me that thinks maybe I shouldn't, then there's some reason I'm getting that message. And so I don't, and it just, that trusting your gut, trusting yourself, and then being able to trust the person you share with is really key. I think. I think part of it is really tuning into energy around it too, because Mm -hmm. when you share, you're releasing energy Yeah, and it's tuning into that sense of, do I need this energy right now to fuel what I'm growing? Or is, has it grown enough now where it's big enough that I can release some of that energy? Right. Oh, amen. In my world, I asked the question, my, because I'm an open book, just like you, Chelsea, but is my sharing coming from, am I feeling whole or am I filling a hole? 
Am I trying to get something? Am I whatever that is? So if I'm feeling whole and I'm sharing, then I feel like I have carte blanche. But we're right at the edge of the show right now. Thank you so much for calling in Angela A. Wicks. Thank you so much for being our amazing guest today. Her book is The Secret Psychic. And you can go to her website, which is Angela dot Angela Ann dot dot. Thank you for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Are you ready to ignite your best life and illuminate the world? I'm Stephanie James. I'm a motivational speaker, transformation coach, and psychotherapist. And what lights me up is helping people just like you create the greatest versions of themselves. On my podcast, Igniting the Spark, I will help you ignite your joy and reach new heights in your personal and professional life. Join me for some incredible conversations with authors, spiritual teachers, and other influential thought leaders to help guide you on your way. If you are ready to stop playing small, join me for Igniting the Spark on the mindbodyspirit.fm network or wherever you get your podcasts and ignite your best life.